1: Hey everyone, before we get to today's pod, I wanna tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take their podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast, And just don't know where to start hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program you'll receive cover art Q&A's with blue wires top podcasters access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we'll get your show pushed out to Apple Spotify Google stitcher and all other listening platforms and the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup so whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join.
0: has the time
1: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Bet Online and Indeed. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Sean Siegel. Sean, it is Thursday, the 31st of December, as we record this. We're going to uh, we're one day away from 2021. Um, as we talked about on the show earlier this week, we talked about you know the 2020 uh if kind of fantasy season obviously there's still a lot to play for in the nfl reality season um hopefully as we mentioned on a couple of previous shows it's uh we're getting uh if the packers can hold out this week against the bears we'll have uh the number one seed in the nfc as the packers and the afc is the Chiefs. so could be uh could be looking positive for that super bowl down in, in tampa between the packers and the chiefs but um we'll see what happens this weekend for the packers Um we're obviously looking ahead of uh, to 2021, but we're going to be looking as well back again at 2020 as we go through this kind of fantasy football offseason process. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about how zero rb uh, acts as rocket fuel and super flex and tight end premium formats specifically Uh, lots of uh, you know good stuff that we're going to talk about in today's show a recent piece that you had up on the website but as we get ready for the final show of 2020 it's been a it's been a phenomenal year here for rotoviz radio for rotoviz overtime and of course for rotoviz.com so we're looking to up that level in 2020 uh, sorry in 2021 it's going to take me a little bit of time to get used to this in 2021 i think uh, it always takes a couple of weeks at the start of the year um you know with the the, the, the correct year each time but we're, we're ready to go. I guess um, if we can ask for one thing as a New Year's present from all our listeners, it would be to drop us a written review on your favorite podcast app. It does help us out a lot. Um, you know. So, so make sure if you haven't done that, it can be your New Year's resolution. Make sure you drop a review for Colm and Sean on your, your favorite podcast app off the, the podcast. But Sean, as we get ready for that last show of, of 2020, um, ready for 2021?
2: Yes, it's going to be such a great year. We've had a fantastic year in 2020 with the site, with our fantasy calls and with the fantasy performance, but we're looking to get out of this season uh, big picture, right? Looking to get out of 2020 into 2021. I think the 2021 profiles as what's going to be the best year that a lot of people have experienced you know, some of these time periods where you go through things that you really wish you had enough when you come back the other end, that contrast really helps you appreciate uh, what you have there better. So, you know, we hope for our listeners that you've had as safe and healthy a season as possible. Things are are going well for you. You're having a great holidays uh, with your family, all of those kinds of things. And then 2021, I think projects to be uh, This magical year by comparison. And so we're very, very excited to get into that. One of the things that we are excited to start doing is looking forward to the next season and how we can uh, take the lessons for 2020 and apply them to 2021 and continue to look at a lot of different formats. One of the things that I like about what we do on the show is we talk a lot about best ball we talk a lot about dynasty we talk a lot about redraft we talk about different ways to approach these formats and even sort of specifics within different formats not you know every super flex league is the same not every dynasty league is the same that kind of thing we want to look for sort of structural flaws or not really flaws but elements of your format that you could potentially take advantage of right one of the big things that we emphasize is structural drafting and trying to understand how we can put ourselves in position to be lucky right we get to the end of every season and we say okay well my players were healthy on this roster it did well my players weren't healthy on this roster it did poorly i'm not necessarily responsible for that and to a certain extent that can be true right? It's always very, very helpful. If those players stay healthy, they don't get suspended, that kind of thing. However, at the same time, we want to make sure that we are creating as much of our own luck as we can. And that means that we look at the structure of each league and figure out the best ways to exploit it. And then when our players stay healthy, we finish first instead of fourth or fifth. When our players get hurt, Maybe we limp into the playoffs and get lucky and are able to take down one of those titles that we don't deserve as opposed to, you know, finishing 10th, 11th or 12th. There's a very big difference in terms of what you can do to put yourself in position to take advantage of the player health you get. And that's something that we talk a lot about on the show and want to continue to emphasize. And so that's the thing that we're going to talk a little bit about today and kind of go back to our foundational approach sort of the most on-brand thing that we can talk about, but talk about it in a very different way. And that's how zero running back can act as rocket fuel for you in super flex and tight end premium formats
1: exactly and i think i'm just going to throw this in here sean before we get into a later part of the show we we always look on on thursdays for our listener uh topic suggestions what i want for the listeners to send my way on at Overtime or of his radio at gmail.com for next Thursday's show which is going to be the first thursday pod uh, of 2021 i want your fantasy new year's resolutions what in 2020 was something that you want to maybe improve on or maybe avoid or maybe do again because it works so well for you in 2020 and give us your uh, new year's resolutions for fantasy football in 2021 myself and sean will give a few of ours as well so make sure you send them over to us but sean like we obviously talk zero RB and how it works, and then people debate it doesn't work. I haven't seen as many people debating over the last uh kind of 14 weeks that zero RB doesn't work. There was a lot of those uh people you know on on the social <laughs> channels <laughs> with zero RB not being a thing for 2020. I think that has well and truly been put to rest. But when we look through it, you know, we had Anthony Amico a couple of weeks ago uh, on the show, and we talked about his you know success in the Scott Fish Bowl, um, you know, and how how he like he was run running the show and the regular season unfortunately didn't get the the top prize when it comes to the 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 playoffs but had a really really strong year and had a a pretty extreme zero rb uh format in that and then we see you know teams like ours and the team you had with Blair that you mentioned team with Curtis so many teams even if we look around those kind of top 15 results and the teams we were competing with during the season that we're doing so well a lot of those with 0RB or modified 0RB uh, drafts and you know the, obviously you mentioned there's different tweaks that can be made depending on the format and not every draft is the same not every league is the same I think Sean when we look at it you know 2020 uh showed us yet again the tight end premium uh getting that elite tight end is, is certainly some somewhere to go because obviously when you're taking a tight end in the first two rounds it's gonna it's gonna affect how you look at running backs in those early rounds and usually leads you to a, a zero rb approach or a modified zero rb approach in those rounds
2: Exactly and you mentioned uh, Anthony coming on the show he had the last running back selection in the Scott Fishbowl had a fantastic SFB regular season I started out with a bunch of tight ends and a quarterback and this is again a situation where the luck that you can create often will balance out the bad luck that you get at least to an extent so my first two round picks were a quarterback that got hurt and george kittle so you lose those two players and yet because of the structural draft through the first 10 rounds still was able to get a first round bye in the sfb playoffs and so that's one of those situations again where we can do a lot more and create a lot more path for opportunity even if we have some things go against us than if we draft in a situation where we need a very very specific scenario to win you mentioned those top tight ends it was crazy to follow the ffpc leaderboard and to see especially through week 15 that almost all of the top 50 teams had either travis kelsey or darren waller or in some cases both now alvin kamara came through wiped out a little bit of that because it's going to be difficult to have kamara and travis kelsey on the same team but when you're sitting there looking at travis kelsey one of the reasons why that would be a consideration for you is because kamara is no longer there right we can't create these running back stars out of nothing if you have a draft slot in the second half of your draft and so instead what you want to do is not chase the points and go in a different direction that can also be very very successful now one of the things that i absolutely love mike beer's best ball tools give us a sense of what strategies are actually working not what people think should work not what some of the models will tell you would work if you make su- certain assumptions about player scoring that don't actually play out once the season starts But Mike Stools will tell you what has actually happened, and there can be some traps there, right? Sometimes things that have already happened happen because of a certain individual player having a season that's not going to happen again. At the same time, when we look through and we see a very similar thing happening in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and then it's happened again in 2020, we can start to feel comfortable that some of the assumptions people are making about fantasy football are actually incorrect. Because year after year after year, they do not play out. One of the things that does play out is that drafting elite tight ends helps you win your league in a lot of different formats. And one of the formats that I had a lot of fun with this season and wrote about in this article is the Going Deep League that's run by Mike Clay, someone I used to work with at PFF and obviously one of the leading voices in the fantasy football community. It's great to be in that. I get to do that league with Ben Gretsch who listeners are very familiar with we drafted a team with him for ot earlier this season ben is awesome obviously people know him from stealing signals but so we have this league that mike clay has done it's a 13 player starting lineup right it's got super flex and it requires two tight end starters and so one of the things then going and looking at this is when you play unique formats one of the things that you want to do is look at well how is this different the other things that i do and then also how might it be similar and how can playing a format that's unique help me improve my overall fantasy football performance because that's what we're all trying to do right we're not resting on our laurels and saying okay well i won leagues in 2018 or 2017 or even 2020 maybe i won almost all of my leagues this season and say okay i've got it figured out i'm done there's no need to continue to improve that's not it. All of us want to keep getting better because everybody else out there is also trying to get better. Everybody out there has incredible access to information. And so we need to be able to use our tactics to beat that information and be able to have an edge on our opponent. So we pull up the various rotoviz tools and we can look through and we can see, okay, well, in Superflex leagues, tight end early had an even bigger advantage right and also in super flex leagues that quarterback window that we talk so much about where late round qb has created uh such a it, it's revolutionized fantasy football right and the, the early advocates of that really did a lot of fantastic research and were very successful in explaining to people why it needed to wait And I think one of my favorite things about 2020 is how some of the top quarterbacks are really pushing back against that. Now, 2020, again, featured a lot of quarterback injuries. And so it becomes a lot shallower pool than what it looked like to start the season. However, one of the things that we see in the tools is that while you don't ever want to reach for this year's Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, the guy who's just coming off of that massive season, you also don't want to wait for these last you know, 10 to 12 guys. You want to get your quarterbacks in that window in a super flex environment. That window is pulled way, way up because you want to get both of your quarterbacks in that environment. So we want to have two stud quarterbacks. We want to have at least one elite tight end, but we also have the potential to draft a second elite tight end, right? We have those picks early. If other people are going running back, running back or balancing their draft out, we have the option of taking two QBs and two tight ends to start the draft. And that's what we did in this particular league where we started Travis Kelsey, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Darren Waller.
1: and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. The NBA is back in action as football is heading for the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still bet on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you have every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head on over to Bet Online today and take advantage of the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use our promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Colin, talk to me a little
2: bit about the quarterback position. We've seen quarterback scoring change. We've seen the rise of this new generation of stars. What do you like to see? drafters do or what would you like to see them do in 2021 knowing what we know about quarterbacks and how the new breed of hybrid quarterback who are adding so many expected fantasy points on the ground that really boosting them toward the top of the quarterback rankings in terms of total expected points so they have more total volume more total opportunity and then in addition to that obviously some of them are very good passers
1: yeah, there's a. It's the combination. So you know, we have a lot of quarterbacks over the years who could run, um, and you know, we, maybe a Tyrod Taylor would be an example or Cam Newton. That it was really a lot to do with the the rushing production that was going to give them that you know kind of Konami code or that boost in the the point scoring. But what we're seeing now is you know, guy. I, I know we mentioned, you mentioned earlier about, uh, or it might have been on on the previous podcast about Kyler Murray and some of the frustrations with his games. And I mentioned it last week about some of the games. It looks like you know nothing's really happening he still puts up the points at the end of the game and a lot of that's down to his ability to rush the ball and to also score rushing touchdowns and then to supplement that with those passing yards and passing touchdowns and we're kind of seeing is some of the the running or the quarterbacks and unfortunately Dak Prescott got injured this year but it's something we see him do Uh, we see Lamar Jackson do it you know probably the best when it gets to top speed but we see Kyler Murray probably do it more efficiently Um, and then we're seeing guys like Josh Allen Uh, we've even seen this week Ryan Tannehill with that rushing touchdown against the Packers so there's there's a lot of guys who have added that ability to also be a passer but also kind of be like a half of a running back where you're getting the running back points but you're also getting the quarterback points on top of that and then we're seeing these you know 30 point 40 point games from those quarterbacks and you know the kind of players we're looking at you know you mentioned about maybe not taking Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson at their ceiling from what was last year because there's a chance that's going to come back down. But the guys then this year like a, a Kyler Murray or you know J- Josh Allen who was going. Uh, much later in drafts, so you could really get those guys who have that kind of combination of the ability to run the ball plus the ability to pass the ball. um The other options are you know guys like we we obviously didn't know Joe Burrow was going to throw the ball as much as he did this year, but those guys that are, are going to be you know high volume plays, which is a little bit harder to tell year to year because it's going to be dependent on the scheme of the team. But what isn't going to be changing much year to year is the the skill set of the players or so the ability to pass the ball and the ability to rush the ball. You know, we all look for Russell Wilson, you know, let Russ cook and, you know, that was fun for a couple of weeks at the start of the season when it was happening. But when we look at Josh Allen and his ability to rush and his ability to throw, you know, if, if we put Russell Wilson into a similar offense, we might see similar results. But unfortunately, the Seahawks aren't doing the, the same sort of things as the Bills are doing currently late round quarterback when we we started to push the quarterbacks down we weren't seeing as many of those guys who are going to be able to run for 50 yards per week and a rushing touchdown and we're seeing that now with a number of guys in that kind of top 10 of the quarterback position so I do think we're going to see them push up and I think it's the guys who are maybe after that two or three uh at the top end that has the chance to really take that leap that year to really push themselves up the rank and those are the guys that you want to be you want to be targeting as you move forward um you know heading into the season
2: column do you have a quarterback target for 2021 that you're, you're already uh just antsy to get, get out there and do some drafts and pick and or do you have a, a sense of where you think the quarterback position is going to go adp wise are we going to see and redraft a group Of players maybe not jumping up into that second third round range Uh, too many owners are too sophisticated to take them at that point but in that say four five six seven range are we going to see a real flurry where all of these run pass quarterbacks go off the board Uh, this year obviously josh allen was the home run pick he was the league winner but players who drafted kyler murray and deshaun watson uh, even russell wilson with how he tailed off down the stretch Those owners really benefited from having a quarterback who wasn't so expensive that he cost you a star player and yet really delivered a weekly advantage over people who had waited and tried to stream quarterbacks who didn't have that rushing ability later on in their drafts.
1: Yeah, I was going to make a joke uh, and ask what round you thought Ryan Fitzpatrick would be going in, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens with the Dolphins. Uh, Fitzpatrick uh, with a little bit more Fitz magic this past week, but when we look at the, the players, Sean, who I think are going to be going in, that, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with the likes of Dak Prescott coming back from his injury, and then we're going to have uh, Joe Burrow coming back from his injury. Obviously, they might not be ready for week one of the season, but I'm interested to see where they go, because I mentioned about Burrow and the you know, the high volume and also Dak Prescott with the rushing ability. But, you know, obviously you're taking a risk there on both of those with those injuries. So I'm I'm interested to see where they land. There might be a little bit of a a discount on those guys. Deshaun Watson, I think people who drafted him this year are probably going to look like the team has done so badly um, that maybe there'll be a little discount. He's somebody who I would really be intrigued if, if there was a little bit of a you know a a little bit of a drop in value like I think we're still going to be looking at Mahomes then I think it'll probably be Josh Allen then likely still people are going to go towards Lamar Jackson Uh, and then after that Kyler Murray probably followed by Deshaun Watson Um, do you think that's kind of the the run that they're going to take at the top kind of five off the the quarterback position or do you think anyone else is going to be in that range
2: I think that top five is going to be the top five or at least very similar to that it'll be interesting to see where the quarterbacks go after the big three if josh allen really does jump into the big three you know how much lamar jackson falls after having a season where he frankly didn't pass well at all but i think that the ravens getting it going again here at the end are going to remind owners that is probably more of a blip with them when you have as much talent as they have when you have that high rushing floor that at the same time then creates that huge ceiling i think those guys will go early it'll be interesting to see uh where the next group is and you kind of have that big four kyler murray even with his struggles as a passer you know his upside is so extreme those four guys are going to go early and really force people to consider just you know where do they really want to draft a quarterback i think the guy that you mentioned there and you mentioned is the potential value is the person i'm going to be having my eye on and that is deshaun watson he's a player who has been a little bit under the radar because the texans are so bad like you mentioned because they don't have a wide receiver because their coaching staff is in disarray and because watson hasn't had you know any of these sort of individual performances that are so eye-catching that it kind of sticks in the mind and then you anchor to that and think okay well watson is a superstar he's a guy where we had targeted him for a number of our drafts because we felt like this move this trade to get rid of deandre hopkins while it would hurt him it wouldn't kill him he was still going to have a value they were going to have this balanced wide receiver core behind him that didn't really exactly pan out with fuller getting suspended uh the rest of the guys getting hurt or getting cut then we had brandon cooks with the big game this week the cooks game might be something that jumps out to people thinking to themselves well now with fuller and cooks if they can re-sign fuller that they'll start to have this but Watson, a player who t- just purely in terms of how he's playing and putting this team on his back, is now reminiscent of what he did uh, right off of his sort of first performances as a rookie, where all of this talk about oh, how he's going to be the Michael Jordan of football looked like it was going to be the case, right? And then with some of these other big performances, he's been lost in the shuffle and with those elements that are sort of holding him down and making him not as trendy, it'll be interesting to see where this season goes because if he is a little bit less expensive than that top group he's a very clear target there's nothing about his profile that jumps out to you to say okay well maybe the volume is so high that it's going to naturally regress a little bit like was the case with russell wilson when they were passing a lot at the beginning you look at watson's numbers in that group of stars he's toward the bottom in terms of passing expected points and so he's outperforming that's always a little bit of a case where you know can the person maintain their performance when we're looking at the star quarterbacks who have been good for 10 years 15 years in some of these cases 20 years you know we can be comfortable with the talent level of some of these top qbs i think watson is there he has the rushing ability he's that guy who could be 2021's bargain someone who goes off i mean he's not going to be free by any By any extent, you know, he's going to be somebody that you have to pay maybe even a fifth round price, but certainly it's not going to be a lot cheaper than sixth or seventh round, but could have that 28, 29 point per game season that really is worth it in the end. So he'll be the person I'm keeping my eye on there. He's also the person who made this draft pan out for us. So we mentioned those guys, that four player start that was all QB and tight end. And one of the reasons why I love where fantasy football is going is that before something like mike Clay's going deep before something like the scott fishbowl i mean you would never be in a league where your first four round picks were quarterbacks and tight ends these are the forgotten positions that you know three or four years ago people were taking just at the very end of drafts maybe someone who's a big star like kelsey you know would move into the top four or five rounds but they were an afterthought it was all running back it was all wide receiver that's all anybody cared about you know if you go in and look at our subscription numbers on the site and look at the articles you can see that they come in through running backs and wide receivers that's what people are interested in reading about that's what they care about that's what they think wins their leagues and to in a certain extent that kind of thing can be true but it's awesome that we're moving back in the direction where all of the positions matter and there are gonna be so many formats where the positions matter Superflex, and one of the things i'm excited about blair wrote this fantastic series of articles Superflex best ball through the FFPC on the site again using those incredible Mike Beers tools and they were like telling the future right the things that Blair talked about in those pieces just destroyed fantasy leagues in 2020 so if you put all of your entry fees for this season into ffpc Superflex, best ball in red blair series then you would have dominated and made a ton of money now probably that's not the way too many people went about it too many uh broad interests too many different types of leagues they wanted to play to make that their sole focus but it's an area where if you have the right research the right tools you can dominate because the fantasy football community hasn't caught up with it yet. And that's where we're always looking to go as a site and as individual owners. We want to be ahead of the game, make these moves before other people are making them. One of the reasons why this ties back into zero running back, of course, is that by starting with two tight ends and two quarterbacks, we don't have any runners. And in this particular league, we ended up taking Kareem Hunt in the sixth round as our first running back. At the point where we took him, 10 of the other 11 teams Already had two running backs. And Kareem Hunt ended up, he wasn't a star, but he was one of four RB1s to go later in drafts or undrafted entirely. So, again, this idea that you can't get running back production a little bit later continues to not be true in 2020. We wouldn't expect it to be true in the future either. But the other interesting thing here about this draft was that by taking the quarterbacks and tight ends early, we also didn't have that foundation of wide receivers that we talk about so often for traditionals here running back. So, kind of how did that play out? Well, by the time that we selected Stefan Diggs in round five, 10 of the other teams had at least two wide receivers. But then, this is the thing that I think makes the super flex tactics, and especially when it's then combined with a tight end premium format and a tactics in that format. But then in going deeper, you have to start two tight ends is that even in this type of environment, if you wait, say, so I'm still going to load up on, on running back, I'm still going to get some of these top wide receivers. And I believe that I can beat the group by taking say three quarterbacks a little bit later, but not too late. And a couple of tight ends a little bit later, but not too late. The problem with that is that by taking them a little bit later, but not too late, you're still having to draft them in an area where interesting wide receivers are going off the board right so in this particular league we were behind wide receiver early but by the time that we hit our sixth wide receiver in round 12 nine of the other teams were still at four wide receivers or fewer okay so we were still able to beat the group to that wide receiver position in terms of the bulk that we want because super flex and tight end premium It requires you to draft those quarterbacks and tight ends anyway. You end up waiting, but then still having to pay what ends up being a heavy price. And so, this is again where I think that zero running back and the things that we learn from zero running back, and then being able to use it in a different format in the way that it works for that format. Not trying to force a lot of wide receivers if that doesn't make sense, but looking at how we can beat the particular format, which in this case, again, QBs and tight ends. One of the reasons why it's kind of fun to talk about this and bring this up is that the research from the tools did work out in this league and so again it's an idea where how do we create as much luck as we can so then if we do get decent luck and we hit on the tight ends who stay healthy we hit on some quarterbacks who do have good seasons and then even with say a lamar jackson disappointment we're fine and this team went through even with those running backs who did well at the top of drafts you know not having a camara not having a cook not having a derrick henry we were able to finish second in points and then really blitz through the playoffs and in the final with Stefan Diggs on the team and a bunch of those other guys score 264 points win by over hundred points in the championship game. Again, it's easy to cherry pick out some results that go in your favor, but when a unique strategy that fits what the research is saying, that fits with what the plan going in is, suggested that we should do that would give us this competitive advantage we want to look at that and we want to say well you know how much of it was the structure how much of it was getting good luck on player selection and Trying to again improve for the next season. So we'll look at that. We'll get a bunch of new information in for the various tools over the next several weeks. Mike will bring in all of this information for the best ball. Best ball, a little bit different, obviously, again, than what we're doing here. But one of the things that I have found is that when you use the best ball tools and then understand some of the ways in which they relate to redraft and can give you redraft insights, you know, it really helps your game. In those formats as well, and so uh, I guess just very thankful to Mike and the things that he has done. And enjoyed this league. Matthew Berry was in it this year. Fun to play against him. Uh, we want to give a shout out to him and, and a thank him for uh, his continued support through the Rotopass project. Obviously, some of our listeners have probably arrived through Rotopass, and we we enjoy having you guys on board and listening to the show. And I think, Colin, we actually have some listeners who chimed in with some things that they were excited about from their 2020 seasons
1: yeah sean we've had a lot of nice uh kind of comments throughout the season but a lot over the last week i think it's <laughs> people are just happy that they have had uh, a lot of success in their fantasy leagues but we really do appreciate all the kind words that have come in through uh, the email at radio at com, and of course as well at my twitter handle at overtime ireland and sean has been tagged in them as well at ff underscore contrarian but We mentioned Sakar's words on Tuesday's podcast regarding David Montgomery. We had a few more of those come in over the last couple of days. People who made that move that uh, went on to win their championship. So uh, fantastic to hear that. Um, We had one in from Bilbo Baggins as the the username but Alex looks to be the the real name just talking about some uh, questions from last week's show that he had sent in that we used that he was able to use to get him through Championship Week Um, so that's good to hear as well Alex and uh, Rich um, I mentioned on the podcast earlier this week, some people concerned that maybe the podcast would be going away for the off season, maybe we'd be going on hiatus for a while. Well, uh, the good news is the plan is to roll the two shows a week format throughout the off season as much as possible. So, uh, there might be a week here or there where we have to let you know that there's maybe a week off or, or something like that, but we're going to aim to to keep it going 52 weeks a year. We have rolled all the way from the Super Bowl through this point on a two week per sh- or two show per week for uh, format, almost a uh, hundred shows this year, and um, so we we'll continue to to bring that good content to you uh, on a twice a week basis throughout the off season. So I know Rich. Uh, who sent me a message i will be very happy to hear that i got a couple of people with sending emails over to to the road of radio at gmail.com address uh, asking similar questions over the last week or so always nice to get those words in um, and, and thank you as sean as sean mentioned thanks to each and every one of you for listening and we're very appreciative of that I, I know we ask sometimes for a small favor in return that is a, a five-star review in your favorite podcast app if you could do that. Uh, Over the next coming days, that'd be much appreciated. Um, It it really helps us here, moves you up the uh, the podcast rankings and finds new listeners, new listenership, and uh, helps us continue to grow podcast network here at rotoviz so thank you once again next week as i mentioned on the show we are going to be looking for those new year's resolutions for fantasy football and um, so if you want to send them over to overtime ireland on twitter or at rotovizradio at gmail.com via email we'll use the best of those on next week's show and then i'll also uh, and sean as well will be giving some of ours. maybe if you have a new year's resolution you want to share with us and we can share with the listeners you can you can send that over as well if it's just a general life a choice for for 2020 i know a lot of people will be uh, setting you know goals for themselves it's very important to set goals as we enter the new year and the last thing to do is just to wish a happy new year to all our listeners and all your families this will be coming out uh, on thursday morning so just the new year's eve and some people will be listening to it hopefully on thursday when it comes out but i know people sometimes listen to it throughout the week and uh, into the weekend so if uh, if you're listening to this on new year's day or after happy new year to you if you're listening to it before i hope you have a good new year's even a new year and best of luck to all our listeners in 2021 so until we're back with another episode next week yeah, of course have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the
3: Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.